0: It's Wednesday of Easter week. Now, on that first Easter week on the Wednesday, only a few days away from Jesus going to the cross. And Jesus knows exactly what's going to happen. There are no surprises in this week. There are no twists and turns that will take Jesus by surprise. And the reason for that is because He's God. He's all-knowing. He knows absolutely everything that's going to happen. And so nothing That happens that first Easter week will happen by surprise. And we see that in our reading this evening. It's from Mark chapter 14 and it's verse 3 through to verse 9. So let's listen to God's word. And while he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at table, a woman came with an alabaster flask of ointment of pure nard, very costly, and she broke the flask and poured it it over his head. There were some who said to themselves indignantly, Wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. And so the story starts with a dinner party in Bethany, which was just outside of Jerusalem. And it takes place in the house of Simon the leper. Now that's the first surprise in the story. A dinner party in the house of a leper. Now normally for lepers, they couldn't associate with anybody. If you had leprosy, you had to keep your distance. It was the original social distancing. So the fact that Simon is now able to have a dinner party lets us know that he's been cured. Nobody else would have gone to his house if he still had leprosy. Now obviously there was no cure for leprosy. There was only one reason, one answer to how he could have been cured and he must have encountered Jesus. Jesus must have healed him. And inside his house at Bethany at this dinner party, there's another person who's overjoyed at the miraculous things that Jesus has done. Tells us about a lady here doesn't give us her name and mark but we know from the other gospels that it was mary the sister of martha and the sister of lazarus as well and in that previous week that's when lazarus has been brought back to life and so you've got simon the leper who's been healed by jesus overjoyed i'm sure and mary whose brother has come back to life and it's this mary who does something dramatic in this story she takes a bottle of ointment a bottle of perfume and she pours it all over Jesus. Now I wonder what the most expensive bottle of perfume you've ever bought has been. Now thankfully my wife Joanne is not really into perfume so I get excused that expense. But this bottle was really costly. It says it was 300 denarii's worth. Now that means little to us. But in Bible times, that's about the equivalent of a year's salary. As she takes a year's salary worth of perfume and she pours it over his head. It says the head here in Mark's Gospel. In John's Gospel, it talks about his feet as well. As She took her hair and, and wiped his feet. So basically, it covered all of his body. It was a minor bath of perfume. Now, people at that dinner party weren't overly happy. The word used here is they were indignant, which isn't really strong enough. In the original language, it's a word that describes people being furious. They are mad. They look at this and they think, what a waste of perfume, but not Jesus. And Jesus gives a very different response in verse six. Let's listen to it again. He says to the people there, she has done a beautiful thing to me. And the reason he thinks it's beautiful is because he knows. He knows what's going to happen in the next few days. Nothing will take him by surprise. And so in verse eight, he says these words, she has anointed my body beforehand for burial. He knows that in a few days time, he will be taken and he'll be nailed to a cross. And then his body will hurriedly be taken down off that cross and he will be buried. And in biblical times, they would have anointed dead bodies with perfume like this, anointed the bodies before their burial. And he knows exactly what she's doing. She mightn't fully understand, but he knows because he knows all things. And we know that's exactly what happened. Jesus was killed on the Friday. His body was hurriedly taken off the cross. It was buried, there was no time to anoint it. That's why the ladies came the first Easter Sunday trying to anoint his body. And Jesus knows. Now let's think about that, let's unpack this. He knows what's gonna happen in the next few days. He knows he's gonna die on a cross. He knows he's gonna be buried. And incredibly, even though he knows, he doesn't try to stop it. If that had been me, I would have done everything to try and stop if I knew my death was imminent. But well, why not Jesus? Well, one simple word, love. He loved us, he was willing to die and to suffer on the cross. In John 15, Jesus said these words, greater love has no one than this, and he lays down his life for his friends. It was the greatest display of love. He knows he's gonna die, and yet he continues on towards the cross. Let me read these words of a poem that describe what was happening that first Easter. It says, The road is stained with the blood he shed from his furrowed back and thorn-crowned head. They have done the worst that they could do. He bore it all for love of you. And as he walks, he must walk alone for all his friends like birds have flown. His father soon will forsake him too. He lost them all for love of you. And so he died that you might live. He has given all that he could give He bore the wrath that is your due. He bore it all for love of you. He knew what was going to happen and yet he continued for love of you and love of me. Perhaps this evening as you watch this, you've never responded to this love. You know the Easter story, but you've never responded to the greatest act of love and you've never come and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Can I urge you to do that, to respond to his great love for you. Well, for many of you, you have responded. Let's give thanks that Jesus knew exactly what lay ahead on that Easter week. And he continued and he went all the way to the cross for love of you. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you for the cross. We thank you that Jesus knew that he would die and he would be buried. We knew this even on the Wednesday, he knew it was all preparation for what was happening that week. And yet he continued to the cross. He could have stopped it at any time and yet he didn't for love of us. We thank you for that great love and we pray that each one of us might respond to that either by giving you our hearts for the first time, trusting you as your Saviour or giving you our praise and our worship, our thanks and our gratitude. And so tonight in our prayer we say thank you Jesus for loving us and going to the cross and we pray this in the lovely name of Jesus Christ our Saviour, Amen.
1: See the dawn of the darkest day And the wounds For through your suffering I am